90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. How are you? Hello. Better than ever. <sighs> I thought he was going to say better than Ezra. I could have. <laughs> or better than yesterday. Poor Adam wasn't feeling well yesterday, so better than yesterday works, too. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Still no idea what happened, but I'm feeling great today. Oh, well, that's good. Then you totally shook it off. You won that round. Woo! You know what's interesting is when Adam felt like said he didn't feel well, you know, I I immediately was like, I got into like big sister mode. I was like, I I don't like when he doesn't feel well. This is not good. Like, and then, and it's it's like when my dog Rosie doesn't feel well, like I always, all of a sudden I'm like, all is not right with the world when Rosie doesn't, especially because Adam's always happy, like Rosie. So like when Adam wasn't feeling well, I'm like, this is not good at all. So isn't that nice, Adam? She, she feels that you're like her dog. Yeah, I was about to ask. I, I got it as a compliment, so that's okay. I adore my Rosie Bear, as Sharon there we can go. attest to. So she, the, <laughs> that's the, all that matters. Even my it's mother true. cannot understand how much I love my dog. Like, she cannot. Isn't she's that like, funny? As a parent, she cannot understand <laughs> that. Yeah, and that's concerning. And then it's funny is like, because like Elaine and I obviously don't have physical children at this point. And so both my mom and like her mom are like, it's like it's their babies. Like, um, <laughs> it's true though. Yeah. It is true, but it's like, it's said with like, not just like, but it's like, like, yes, yeah. we don't have like children. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have human children, but we don't also go around going, they're our babies. Like, we don't, they're just, we love them to pieces and we'll do whatever we need to for them. So, and they're As, the girls. Like, that's what we call them. Like, where's the girls? Like, that's our girls. Where so. the girls at? Where's our girls at? Yeah. Where my girls at? Yeah. Um, I totally understand the way you, uh, what you're describing, because um, we had a thunderstorm here last night in our, my neck of the woods, heavy rain, like crazy biblical amounts of rain that sounded like there was being work done outside. It was hitting so hard. Wow. Um, uh, the kind that wakes you up and then thunder and the lightning and the dogs that don't like that. <laughs> and you think as the dog parent... I'm gonna. I I should be enough for them. They should be fine when I cuddle them on the bed. But no, <laughs> they want none of that. They want to be gone. Yeah, like under a table, beside a bookcase, somewhere <laughs> like solid and weird. Uh, and that's fun when it arrives. You know, at one o'clock in the morning and at three fifteen, and you know, just just before you have to wake up at the ungodly hour of ten to four. So super fun. <laughs> super. Sounds like it. You're really selling it. But that's parenthood. (laughs) Yeah. Pet parenthood. Yeah. All right. So do we have any stories about animals? Uh, I don't think we do. J-Lo is an animal. J-Lo's a beast, man. (laughs) We're going to talk about that that doc because, oh my gosh, uh, oh my gosh, good. Like, so good. So we'll talk about uh, Halftime, the doc that you can watch anytime. We're also going to tell you uh, which one of Hollywood's elite is calling it quits and how she's going out with a bang. Uh, Kelly's trivia, a 90s rewind. The, both of those will take you right back into time. And we'll tell you what Mariah, Pharrell, and Steve have in common. See, one of those three, I have to be specific. Mariah Carey. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, it was Mariah Carey. And Pharrell, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pharrell. But Steve Miller, now, I think we should probably just start there because this big thing that happened that ties all of these names together uh, happened with a big shindig at a time when parties are opening back up and people are, you know, super happy to be celebrating stuff outside of their house, <laughs> not on Zoom. Um, and it was a Songwriters Hall of Fame and their induction ceremony that was just about a week ago. 
So Steve Miller, Pharrell Williams, and Mariah Carey, all honored for their immense contributions to uh, our overall musical soundscape. The Eurythmics were also inducted. Uh, I thought it was cool that, similar to when you get inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or any Hall of Fame, somebody that knows the artist does the the induction. And Brian Cranston, Breaking Bad, uh, and Malcolm in the Middle, did the honors for Steve Miller. Uh, and Steve Miller's feelings for uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and that experience were well-known and not super positive. <laughs> He's happy to be in, but he wasn't super happy about the price tag that came along with having to bring, uh, wanting to bring his bandmates in with him. I think it's something like $10,000 a head, right? Uh, but for the Songwriters Hall of Fame, a uh, totally different script on that. He, he describes the recognition as, quote, the highest, most intellectual honor. <laughs> kind of cool. Uh, Kelly's friend, uh, Jimmy Jam, was there. Yes. Love Jimmy. Yes. Yeah, he inducted, <laughs> he inducted Mariah Carey, describing her as being in an elite class, that there's nobody that's more savvy than her, that works harder, that knows all the intricacies of writing and is passionate about it. Pretty cool. I think like that has to be one of the best kudos you can ever get, especially coming from Jimmy Jam. Like I can't even imagine. And I said this on air during my radio show that... I'm sure out of all the accolades that Mariah has had over the years, including Grammy Awards, this probably means the most, I would assume. I would agree with you. Because she her. takes her songwriting very seriously. Well, and it's interesting, too, that she's got such a, a diva shell about her and always has. And the whole package, the visual of it has always been uh, celebrated and criticized at the same time, which is not uncommon for any artist in the pop realm. But when you scratch, you know, a little beyond the surface, she's writing the music, she's writing the lyrics, she's she's in control of her career. Yeah, she's directed cool. her own music videos. Like, she's the bomb. Like, MC. She's the bomb. MC. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, J-Lo doc in just a bit. Uh, we're also going to talk about, uh, was it a famous crush? I'm not sure how famous the crush was, uh, but the two people... That we'll talk about that have both since passed on uh, are their story is is uh, discussed in a new book that's out. So we'll talk about the book and uh, and the and the royalty that's involved with this celebrity crush. <laughs> that's coming up <laughs> on nineties now. Uh, but for right now, I think we should probably uh, tag in uh, to get into some trivia. Let's do it. 90s <laughs> now. Ch -ch -ch Trivia. Bing bong. Bing bong. Now that Adam is rested up from his uh, illness yesterday, I'm sure he's ready uh -oh. to go. <laughs> what sounds drastic? Your illness was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he looks perky today. That's my, my, my point. He looks perky. That's all we need. Perky Adam. Here we are. Uh, mm -hmm. So this falls under the news and politics banner. Um, I actually think I would have totally guessed this one wrong, so we'll see what you guys come up with. Who was president of the United States of America when the Cold War ended? Adam. Go, Adam. Sharon? Was it Nixon? No. But that's Sharon. what I think that's what I would have said. Go, Adam. Uh, Sharon? Uh, George Bush. No. Can't be. Oh, maybe. Uh, close. George H.W. Bush. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, that's the, the one the you father. meant? So you I'll meant, give it you to meant, her. Clearly, that's what she meant. You meant, uh, you meant Daddy? I meant Daddy. Daddy Bush. Daddy Bush. <laughs> Daddy Bush. <laughs> Pop Daddy Bush. That's his 90s name. 
It's Daddy Bush. Puff Daddy Bush. Puff. That sounds terrible. The Daddy Bush. I know. I mean, it all sounds bad. <laughs> so many Maybe this is our clip of the week. Go. Who's to say? Huh? Who's all your right. Daddy Bush? Oh. Good job, I Sharon. I have some images. Okay. Oh, bad. You know, actually, when he passed away, which was was just a few years ago. Was it just before the pandemic? I think so, right? Yeah, he, so. he lasted a long time. Yeah, um, but it's funny because like he, and by funny, I mean it's not funny. Didn't he pass <laughs> away within like a year of Barbara? Like it was yeah. of his wife? Was he happens. 92, Adam? George H.W. Bush? Uh, he he passed away in 2018. Mm-hmm. But it was like tail end, right? Was it December or something? It was uh, November 2018, yeah. November yeah. 30th. Um. Like how upset his son was, you know what I mean? Like, like George W. Like mm-hmm. he was, and it was because obviously, like George always, George W. Always looks like super stoic, I guess. But like he yep. was, he was visible. Like it's his dad, right? So mm-hmm. you know, and I think he meant, I, not I think he meant clearly so much the grandpa to so many. Like you know, his granddaughters loved him to pieces. Like it just sounded like he was a cool dude. You know, read yeah, and- my lips. Yeah. You don't have, there's not much in the way of lips on <laughs> George H. Dub. <laughs> I uh, I read a book several years ago, I think when I was actually on vacation, in that, I think I read it, remember when I told you guys about that Florida hotel where I was trapped and like yeah. I couldn't get anywhere? I yeah. think that's where I read this book. It was a book on the life behind the scenes in the White House. Ooh. And it was really cool because it, it talked about like different, um, the different families and how they all kind of operated differently. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because when uh, George and Barbara left... To go back to Texas, they actually had been so used to the staff taking care of them that they didn't even know how to call for pizza, like like to order pizza at their. But That's and because she said that I think in, the, in the book she was quoted, but it was, but you could tell it wasn't like a pretentious thing. It was like cute. It was like she literally didn't know they'd been in public service so long that they didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so. Right. Wow. <laughs> so that's the story there. All right. So good job, Sharon. Question number two. Let's, I don't even know how you're going to answer this, but we'll see. How would you achieve frosted tips? Sharon? Go, Sharon. Is that a, is that a trick question, or do you want me to get into the details of hair coloring? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like what it is. Oh, frosted tips are when you uh, highlight the tips of your spiky hair. Good job, Sharon. And can I just tell you, so like this is on the salmon-colored uh, card. Um, and as we've discussed before on 90s Now, some of these cards have fancy words at the end yes. to try to be hip. So the actual answer is um, dyeing the ends of your hair, comma, duh, exclamation mark. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks so good. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I liked uh, Lance, uh, Lance Bass looked great with them. It's very, uh, it's timely. I think he still has them, does he? I think like, I feel like he still has them. <laughs> It's a lot less work if you just keep on looking the same as you did 30 years ago. By the way, anytime I say Lance Bass's name, I always have to, like, when I first start to say it, I have to remember it's not Bass. It's the other one. Like (laughs) Every time I say the name Lance, I think of that character on uh, the Cosby show. She was friends with uh, one of the kids. Lance? Oh, yeah. She would say. (laughs) (laughs) Also true. I remember that. Adam probably doesn't remember that show. No. He doesn't have to. It, he doesn't have to worry about having those memories wrecked. That's yeah. true. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wrecked. I love that show. 
I loved it too. Um, Just quickly before you move on, Sharon, as we know, it was recently Father's Day. And so I did a bit on the air where I said, uh, you know, vote in for your favorite TV dad. Ooh, fun. And so I actually thought Uncle Phil of Fresh Prince would have got more votes from my listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was actually, so what happened was like a flurry of texts came in. And there was a like there was like a storm. Yeah, there was a storm of text. So (laughs) like Homer Simpson was mentioned, like Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Like it was really cool. But then so what happened was there's there was like a a three way tie. So it was um, it was uh, Bob Saget's character, like Danny Tanner. Yes. So Danny Tanner was one of them. Then Mm -hmm. it was um, the dude from. Oh my God! Uh, this is us. Is it Jack? I didn't watch. Is it Jack Pearson? Oh, Jack Pearson. You didn't watch This Is Us. I did not know. Oh my God! And then the third was uh, Kevin Costner's character from his new show uh, Yellowstone. Have you started to watch that yet? I've seen some of it. Yeah. Oh my God! It's, it's amazing. Great. Totally... I'm halfway through season two. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, anyways, yeah. so he got voted as like number three. Like, so there was this tie going on. And first of all, I was delighted that like Kevin Costner was getting these votes because like his character is like super like badass, you know, like in this show. But anyway, so then what I did is I had the audience re-vote like Ooh. again because I'm like, okay, we have a three-way tie. Let's see who the horse is going to be. And it was Jack <laughs> Pearson. You know what? That is yeah. such a show worth watching. This is what you tell me. Didn't you have like a Kleenex boxes near you? Yeah. Often. Yeah. Often. And she wasn't the only one. Honestly, more times than not, by the at some point in any episode, you were you were crying. I think that's and when just, you told me that I was like, I don't want to cry every day. So I didn't. But it's like it's not bad tears or sad tears. There's a bit of sadness, but like it's it taps in it really did a great job of tapping into the emo- your emotions our emotions mm-hmm. from life's experiences everybody has life experiences and that it yeah. it really managed to marry the conversation between characters and the soundtrack the way they plucked songs from different eras the way they went like from present to the past they did that a lot and then after like a, the second season they started showing glimpses of the future and i'm like oh my god this is like a total another realm of this show and it was seamless you never felt like you were lost okay yeah there was often times where they'd introduce something in the future or the past you're like i wonder who that is and then the way they tied it in was like whoa and the last season was such a great tribute to all the other seasons and right up until the very last episode which was like oh god it was six right the, i can't was it six six yeah. seasons i can't yeah. believe it was six seasons like where did the six seasons you know what i mean like it just feels like two minutes ago and it's true because i think we have when we talk about like american idol and they talk about we've we've been on it or even like survivor 29 seasons i have not been watching seasons. survivor well there you go i haven't been watching it for 42 years right yep. but they they do these things where you're, so i think that messes with our, our measure of uh, current time, those shows. Yeah. When you think of six seasons, you're like, oh, it's not that long. And then you're like, that's six years. Yep. That's like regular time. Seasons are in regular measure are a year. Yep. yep. Well, some years. shows do two seasons a year. That's what Survivor did. Well, exactly. That's why yeah. they messed up our ability yeah. to do regular math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it's incredible that that six years. If I remember when the show started thinking, oh, this is going to be good. it's shocking that it's six years but man was it great great (laughs) (laughs) was it puff daddy bush great though i don't know well could anything ever be um (laughs) 
<laughs> we talked about uh, the teaser at the start of the show was that we were going to tell you about someone who's uh, calling it quits, leaving the A-list. And it's not often that you hear about an actor stepping out of the spotlight, but after working uh, for around three decades, right? Quickly becoming America's sweetheart and staying America's sweetheart. Never was she out of favor. She will always be great. Uh, but Sandra Bullock has decided that's it. She's done. Actually, burnt out and tired is what she said, describing uh, her situation as not wanting to be holden not wanting to be beholden to anyone's schedule other than her own. She's so burnt out, so tired, and so not capable of making healthy, smart decisions, and I know it, which is exactly the right time to step away and, you know, gather your thoughts. But at this stage of the game, in my opinion, she's got other stuff going on. I've heard interviews with her talking about flipping houses and, and doing, um, like, not just home decor, but, like, reno stuff. But she'll be even busier doing that. Exactly. And that's something that she loves. So it's not like she's okay. not going to be, um, she'll be busy is the point, which mm -hmm. is really cool. And the whole idea of her going out with a bang is cool because uh, it's a new project that she's working on where she's the producer of uh, something called The Lost City. With Channing Tatum. He's hot. It doesn't really look good. I've seen the previews a bunch of times. I haven't seen it. Oh, wait a second. Have I seen that preview? She's in it and producing it, right? Yeah, yeah and it already brought yeah. in because uh, it was—it's already been out since like end of March, I think. I think it came out right. like the day before my birthday or something. And I so, think I have seen the trailer also. And so it's made—it was a sixty-eight million dollar budget, and they've mm -hmm. made one hundred eighty-seven million worldwide. Okay, wow, that's enough. So, yeah. but I feel like so like she's going on hiatus. So I mean, she'll be back. We just don't know when. That's true. I don't want to. I don't want. To I don't make, know. I don't. I don't I've heard her on the Smart List podcast, which yeah. is another show that you can find when you find this one. Yeah. Uh, but we'll tell you. We can just tell you what they talked about. Um, <laughs> but she interviewed, and along with that, when she's done other interviews, she's she's fine not doing this. You know, which is kind of cool to be that. I think present in the world, knowing where your career's at, where you want to be with your life. She's got uh, her family. I think she's uh, she's good with whatever well, after, decisions. After three decades of working in that industry, she doesn't have to prove herself to anybody. You exactly. Know? But she's I just feel it. like she'll. I, I. I. You know. I do think she'll take a break. But I feel like if you're. I mean, I don't know unless she's really done. Like I, I. But I think if you're like an artist and 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 being in movies is your like canvas, jam. you might want to come back. You know. Yeah. Maybe. Well, she's welcome. Yeah, because I, I can't imagine not seeing another Sandra Bullock movie. I can't Man. imagine it. Might happen. Adam, don't be defeatist. Well, <laughs> I'm being Adam. realistic. Adam, That's stop all. It. Ever since he got over this illness, he thinks yeah, he knows well, everything. He's just he's just seizing the day. Yeah, <laughs> it's the manager coming out of me. That's yeah. what's happening. <laughs> um, what about this J Lo doc? I'm that's, the only that's one my who hasn't seen it, right? So and it's, Kelly, Sharon, you've seen it. It happened on the day where I stayed in my pajamas a Saturday. I don't. I didn't get dressed that day till like two thirty. Wow! And it was awesome. Wow! Awesome, yeah. Um, so we watched the J Lo doc, and uh, I watched Peppa Pig that day also. <laughs> How does that happen? It ha just because you know who are you babysitting? Dogs who were up early because it rained the night before on that occasion too. Yeah. So I was up pretty early. There's no sleeping in when it comes to me. 
Okay. Super. Anywho, so I found Peppa Pig. Super cute show. Love it. Might get up early this Saturday, too. Um, <laughs> but the J-Lo doc worked perfectly to contrast that. Uh, but, man, does she work hard? Oh, my gosh. I don't think that was ever a doubt that she did that. But just sort of following her, like, a seemingly a not just a day in the life, but, like, those many months in the life of J-Lo was there didn't never seemed to be any rest. Even when they showed footage of her with family, you could tell that there was you know, stuff there that she's always kind of on. Even if she gets to relax, she still has to sort of be in well in mode. I think that seeing, because, like, obviously I've heard of her mom before. Like, everybody knows, like, <laughs> Lupe. Like, you know, Lupe yeah. Lopez. Like, we all know it's her. And yeah. um, But I'd never seen video footage of her before. And after watching the not many clips, but just seeing the few clips they did have of Mama Lopez... You now yeah. understand why Jennifer is the way she is. There Agreed. is no question in my mind. She she wants to always prove to her mom that she's good enough. A million mm-hmm. percent. A million percent. Yep. Because. Yeah. And. Yeah. Go. I thought one line in particular, and I can't quote it word for word because of uh, a swear word. So I'll say spit instead. But the line, however subtle, when she talked about how, you know, her mother was pretty hardcore, that she beat the spit out of us. Hmm. And it wasn't like a, a line that there was no dramatic pause or any like bum, bum, bum. It was just, it was what it was. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Like, whoa, man. And that's, yeah. that's you know, old school parenting, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but, and I wouldn't want to say that it worked because I don't, I don't think it did. There's, it seemed that there was some tension Oh, along the way, because uh, it seems like her mother is still sort of uh, got some requirements. <laughs> well, what was it? The the potato salad wasn't quite right or something that she was. And you knew, hey, you knew that there was going to be something just by, oh, let me taste. Yeah, it needs this. Yeah. Yeah. And knew. I feel like Jennifer made sure that clip got in there mm-hmm. to illustrate <laughs> oh, yeah. the nitpickiness that probably went on in yeah. her life. Like, because... You know, I'm sure she went over that dog with a fine tooth comb before it was allowed to be released. No and doubt. so, no, the, everything in there was very intentional. And it was something I wanted to mention is I was re-listening to our episode of 90s Now uh, in the car this week. And it was interesting because I, when, when you, we had talked about it last week, I hadn't seen it yet. And I talked about uh, clickbait and, like, all that kind of stuff about how they were making it. Like, she was saying stuff about Shakira. And I would said, like, yeah, I'm sure it's not. Yeah, like... It was none of that stuff. Like yeah. none of this, the clickbaity stuff is actually accurate. And so you really need to watch it to see what it is and just what it, and I even said this on the air. I said, I said, if you're a parent or a, you know, you have a, you have a niece uh, uh, or a granddaughter, I'm like, you need to watch this with your niece or your daughter or your granddaughter, because this shows you what you can become with determination and like a work ethic. Yeah. And and I'm like any kid any any female should watch this to see like you cannot be held back. And uh I just have so much respect for Jennifer and I now understand a little bit more how she ticks because of Mama Lopez. Cuz I've always wondered cuz she's insane, right? Like meaning with her work <laughs> ethic, like she just she's just always like, you know, cuz even after she had the twins, what did she do? Run a marathon. She trained for a marathon. 
Yeah. You know, so it's like she always has to have a goal and a something. And it's not just like, oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. It's like, I'm going to run a marathon or I'm going to be the Super Bowl halftime show entertainment. Like she has like lofty goals and then she goes and gets them. Yeah. And and that now you see that comes from her trying to prove to her mama that she's good enough. I got this. And is it good enough or maybe even better? Yeah, and that's the thing is like I think she never I don't think her mom has ever told her that's amazing. I feel like she's never got that. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, in a way, like it's worked for JLo because she's phenomenal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And anything she like, even like you said, Sharon, like with the dance steps, like how like in it she is and she you know, even like down to like making sure that like all the aesthetics and the design and like her costume, like everything she has a hand in. you know not like similar to a madonna or a janet or whatever uh but like her um but you can just see like when you see the mom you i it was like a it was like a big aha i'm like oh i get it now like (laughs) i get it now because those clips that were in about the mom just because i didn't even say in the doc like that she she said like like jennifer didn't sing well or something like that remember it was like yeah you're the this you're the this and you're that yeah like each kid "Uh -uh." had something that they did and yeah, and she ended up being all three of those things and more. Exactly. So that's all of this is like proving Mama wrong. Her whole career is to prove Mama wrong. So. But when you think of it too, like if if uh, you know the whole beating the spit out of them, that component, you would want to prove that that's sort of an authoritarian mm-hmm. uh, figure wrong eventually. Yeah. If not, spend your whole life trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's worked for her, so good and, for her. And last <laughs> thing before you move on, Sharon, I did want to say because um, I mentioned this to Elaine. Um, how crafty they were in editing out anything to do with Alex Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, he he was there for a second. I like also that Ben Affleck was also there for a second, but what he had to say was poignant. Mm-hmm. Because when they were filming a lot of this, she was still with Alex, right? So I'm assuming mm-hmm. that a lot of the footage had Alex in it. So they oh, probably. they clearly took that all out, you know? And I was I was yeah. wondering how they were going to do it, and and yeah, which they did. They basically erased <laughs> erased his presence. Which is fine. <laughs> he's pretty pleased with himself. He'll put himself in another position. Poor, he's such a rod. Um, <laughs> poor you, Rod. Um, you know, we talked about a celebrity crush before. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jennifer Lopez and relationships, <laughs> the uh, harm of a little crush. You know, they're cute, right? Little crush, but you know, it could totally affect your friendship. Like if one of the people in the crush scenario doesn't feel the same way. And that's why George Michael kept Princess Diana close, but not too close. (laughs) (laughs) Man, he wasn't out as a gay man at that time. So he didn't want to make her life any more complicated than what it was. And it was. Uh, But they had established a friendship, which was really cool. And there's all kinds of details. And I wouldn't even say juicy details because it's just it seems like there's new light being shone on a situation that's many years old now, in a new book called George Michael, A Life. And it details their friendship over the years and how much they had in common, um, from how strongly the spotlight was on them in their own lives, how they both got famous at 19 years old, uh, either got famous or the fame found them. Um, But it's, uh, in my estimation, I think as we approach the 25th anniversary of her passing uh, toward the end of the summer, the sixth anniversary of his in December, her birthday's coming up on Canada Day, which is cool, I think, because uh, in our country, um, royal fans love the idea that Diana was born on Canada Day. And she mm-hmm. would have been 61. 
George Crazy. Michael's birthday Just is around 61. now too, yeah, which wow. is cool. Wow. Crazy, eh? And Crazy. they're both gone. <sighs> Dark cloud. Yeah. Sure, you I think like that'll be a book that you'll read? <laughs> Do you guys think you'll read that book? I will, for sure. I'm obsessed with George Michael, as we know, so... I'm so yeah. sad that I never got to interview him. Can I just say, not that I have any insight that I would have ever got him in my life. That would have like, been cool, I, though. I'm, I'm sad to know it's it's not an option. So. <laughs> it's off the table now. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Yep. Especially because, no. like, knowing, like, how much he didn't really like being interviewed and, and the media. And, I, like, there's part of me, like, I wanted to prove it wrong. I wanted to prove, like, he could have a good conversation with someone about his career and it just be okay and not like salacious or whatever so it's interesting that a lot of the clips from the book that we read in the article uh kind of give the whole book away (laughs) but at the same time you'll tell us kelly when you read it the uh that he he was complicated you know he had a lot of complicated relationships family you know at the start of it with his family and he didn't necessarily process his mother's death uh probably well, because he talked about being at, in the book, they refer to him talking about being at uh, Diana's funeral and and having that sort of tap into the memory of his mother's uh, passing and and how it, it really took him out kind of thing. Uh, and then it the whole s- the spiral effect of remembering things and things you didn't do or things you would do differently. I think he had that sort of complexity to him that there were regrets and it's hard to deal with regret. You know, at wherever you are in the world, whoever you are, mm-hmm. but he's he certainly he struggled. I think. I agree. I Again. love him so much, Georgie. Dark cloud. <laughs> it happens. It does happen, and we try to grow from it. And the farther away we get from the nineties, the more it will happen. Yeah. Dark yeah. cloud. <laughs> Your turn, Kelly. Got any dark clouds you want to bring in? No, I'm good now. <laughs> um, you guys want to get into a 90s rewind? Let's do yeah. it. Let's, Let's do it. Get away from that dark cloud. <laughs> it's sunny over here. Shiny, yeah. We are going back to 1992. You know why? Because 1992 started with an album called Finally. And by this time in 1992, the 22-year-old that released that album was on top of the world. And heading into summertime that year, we got into CeCe Peniston's third single from, finally, called Keep On Walking." I love Man. that song. Do you, did you um, watch the video for that song, Sharon? Uh, I haven't in a while, but that song popped on my uh, my playlist the other day. A little rando collection. I'm like, woo, yes to it's that. Such a great track, and the video too. I remember because she had this guy in the video who was doing all these like flips and stuff. And I remember at the time I was 15, and I thought I could try that. Oh my god, <laughs> did you? I did, and uh, it ended badly. So, like, not ended like Kelly had to go to the hospital badly. You but, just like, try to flip. Like, I'm going to try it. Yeah, because, like, he did this cool thing. Because, obviously, he was one of those, like, breakdancer guys, right, where they do all the crazy. And yeah. it just this one move looked manageable. Like, it looked like... <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're good at something. They it make it look like easy. Pull it off. So, it was like he kicked his leg forward, and then he let the oh, momentum yeah. swing him back and do, like, a somersault. Yes. So, it was like, kick forward. So, so, you now have to go watch the video. Everybody has yeah. to watch the video. And like, and I think he actually landed on the ground. So it was like flip and land on the ground. I was like, okay, like I'll try that. And like, but Kelly's not flexible. So I did it, but like landed really hard. So I was like, "Mm, we're done. Oh my God. Kelly, not a breaker. (laughs) 
Except I break my own bones is what happens. Well, sometimes you have to learn by doing, right? Yeah. But it just, like, you have to watch it when you'll see, because, like, I think he does it once or twice in the video. Like, it looks so cool. I'm like, I could do that. (laughs) You know, of the three of us, Adam is the youngest. He should be the one to try. Yeah. I will not. (laughs) No, 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 no. Mm -mm. He doesn't even need a minute to think about that. Yeah, but Adam, will you please watch the video, and we'll ask you next week. Just just what you think about the, the dance move. Okay. okay. Keep on walking, and then Kelly couldn't after that. Yeah, I could not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Long before Vanessa Williams was a proper B-word, which is a character that she really honed in on. She was on Desperate Housewives, Housewives right? I think so. Uh, well, she was proving herself as a fantastic singer. And in 1992, she gave us Save the Best for Last, because sometimes the snow comes down in June. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Vanessa. That's a lyric, Adam. (laughs) It's a lyric from a beautiful song. But no, it's not going to snow this June. Uh, And you know what? We talked about George Michael. Um, He was just funky enough. (laughs) However, his contribution to an album called Red Hot and Dance, a project aimed at raising funds and awareness for HIV AIDS, Too Funky was a huge hit Mm -hmm. in the summer of 1992. Man, oh man. I was at the clubs. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, price club (laughs) meanwhile guns and roses were making videos on a grand scale by this point and as big as it was it was hard to figure out what the heck they were going on about in the video for november rain but you know what we had just under nine minutes to try to crack the code (laughs) didn't work uh it was epic guns and roses and a classic on uh, use your illusion one that was released about six months earlier uh, Use Your Illusion and 1 and 2 came out at the same time, but that's where we would get uh, November Rain. And uh, when everything old is new again, once SNL characters Wayne and Garth made their big screen debut and the pivotal scene in the car where Queens, We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions comes on, the world was reintroduced to a classic rock staple that uh, ended up getting new life out of it. Freddie Mercury had passed away actually a few months before the movie came out, but he did see the scene, gave it a stamp of approval and let them uh, go ahead with using the song in the movie. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Amazing. And that's your 90s. Rewind. Thanks, Thank Sharona. You. Thank you. Uh, what else? Got anything else? Uh, just a quick um, um, a listener mailbag. Just a big shout out to our regulars who uh, send us comments every week now on the YouTube channel. So thank you so much to uh, Carolyn and to uh, Rachel. And Rachel. Shane. And uh, although I, I have to say, we have not seen Ginger Bear in a few weeks. So I hope all is well Uh-oh. with Ginger Bear. Breaker, breaker. Ginger Bear. <laughs> Adam needs to stay hot. Change your bed over. <laughs> Adam will always be hot. He yeah. was feverish yesterday. Yeah, exactly. But hot, uh, hot and good today. Hot in a different way today. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah. Way to work it, Adam. Thank you. Uh, and thank you guys. Always fun hanging out with you guys. And for everybody uh, checking, checking us out, we appreciate that wherever you find us. Thanks. And thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening. <laughs>